What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church, a sermon spotlight where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, and an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me in the host spotlight. Uh, Miss Rose Lockrose, how are you? I'm great. Good. Excited to be here as always. Thank you for being here. She looks so dapper, doesn't she? She does look dapper. Uh, She looks absolutely dapper. You've heard him already. He's back with us, uh, Tim the Toolman Sanford. Tim, how are you? Very good. You remember remember that show, Home Improvement? Yes, I do. I I don't know why that just came to me, but I had that locked away for some reason. Freudian slip, I guess. We're matching. You're not Al, are you? Uh, The guy over the fence or whatever. Tim and I were matching. Rose had her jacket in the other room, so we made her go get it, basically, so we can match. But anyway, this is where we're at. Uh, Guys, let's jump into uh, Grounded and Growing, 2 Peter chapter 2. Rose, I want to come your way first. Thoughts on FBC's service this past weekend and and what we've been studying kind of in this mini-series before FBC embraces a much longer book. We've been doing 2 Peter. That is such a broad question. I know. (laughs) I'm not really sure. And you always think you're bad at answering them, but you're dynamite, so I believe in you. Um, um, yeah, what, well, what stood out this weekend? Like, I'm I'm really loving the short series. I, I'm mm. like I'm enjoying getting through a book quickly because there mm-hmm. we can go through books really slowly, verse by verse. But it's also kind of nice to kind of step back just a pinch and get a big picture of the yeah, book too. Yeah. And so I'm kind of enjoying that mm-hmm. process because it's helping me like totally understand the context and. And actually, as the sermon went on, I was like, oh, I want to go back and look at that verse. Oh, that's an interesting thought about that translation, Tim, because Tim is covering a lot and and you talk really fast. (laughs) You talk faster than I can write sometimes. Um, And so Tim's covering a lot. And so I just think it's really it's really kind of a a nice, like refreshing thing. It's different than what we usually do. So I'm enjoying Mm -hmm. that very much. Yeah, so if you're that's asking good. my thoughts on the whole series. And I think um, a couple like really interesting scripture passages have come to my mind. Um, hmm. uh, so one of my contributions to our body life here is that I um, help Jennifer Wiseman. She sends an email every weekend, right? And I help Jennifer Wiseman kind of um, collect our thoughts about what is a key nugget that people are going to experience this weekend. And I actually, hmm. um, there's a passage in Jeremiah that says basically, um, he who trusts in the Lord will be like a tree that's firmly planted yeah. and yeah. grows tall, right? And so I'd actually um, pulled that passage for Jennifer to send as she previewed for the weekend because I feel like that is that is kind of the worship response to going through Second Peter is mm. if we plant ourselves firmly on God's word, then we will grow tall and strong and we will be a a pillar of strength, if I can use that term, or we will be um, something that's not easily shaken by the wind and can stand firmly in God's word. And I think that encouragement has been really cool and I enjoyed that Jeremiah response. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's, we get yeah. to experience, hopefully, the opposite of what Second Peter 2 kind of warns against, what what it unpacks as far as false yeah. teaching is concerned. Yeah. One thing that yeah. stood out to me, Tim, was I like seeing Micah up there mm-hmm. recapping Second yeah. Peter a little bit and modeling that. Uh, was that something you knew you wanted to do with the apprentices a while back? Was it like Second well, Peter's no, the but I had, I had started out uh, ways back with Ben, with Samson, yeah, yeah. with some of these guys, and just asking them. In, from my perspective, I'm wanting for some of these young men to be up there they see you, they know who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is God going to be doing with you in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like the same thing with these guys. And just M- Micah, for example, is, well, he he helped team teach uh, at a BTC mm-hmm. uh, class with me last semester. He's doing the same thing with Jim Poole this semester. 
So it's just trying to get these guys some opportunity as well yeah. for them. I, he's He was a pastor for four years, but right. not at this size. Right. So it can be a little daunting for someone. Sure. And all, all of a sudden you're looking at four or 500 people and yeah, yeah, just trying to give everybody opportunity for the Lord to help them to grow. And yeah, it's awesome. I think it's a, there's an exposure and awareness yeah. thing of that too, for yep. the congregation. Like yep. I know we, we've echoed it before in meetings of just like even Mark today in our pastor's meeting, like there's so much going on, so many stories we yeah. could tell, so many yeah. cool things we're seeing. And I think sometimes the burden for all of us yep. as staff is I'm aware of a small fraction of everything that's going on, but even the things I learn and see, I'm like, man, I wonder how many people know well, that right. the Lord is doing that yeah. this week. So yeah. I'm so appreciative that you said that, Caleb, because I think that, it's funny because that's been a theme through my morning this morning. I will just encourage everybody who's listening right now and even you guys, you know, there are several email threads. Several years ago, we made a decision here that we were being overwhelmed by church emails, so no one was reading them. And I know we all have a tendency to not entirely read emails. But for people who say, I just don't know what's going on at the church, or they want to be encouraged by what's mm. coming on here, you can go on the website and you can hit subscribe. And the um, local, the, the, the impact, the community impact people, mm -hmm. the global missions people, the there's, there's a whole servant alert email thread that you can subscribe to. And so you'll see things like, hey, somebody needs their kid taken to the doctor. Or, hey, somebody mm -hmm. needs people to help them move this right. weekend. And so those are all opportunities for us to find out the positive and cool things that are going on at FBC and to help us have a bigger picture yeah. of those stories. Yeah. So I just encourage everybody to. Yeah. And well, I was I was even sharing with the team this morning, I don't have kids in the kids ministry anymore, but I subscribe to the kids one. Every Sunday at noon, I get this delightful email from Brian Weir telling me what the children of our church studied. And how cool is that? If I run into a kid, now I can, can reference know, yeah. what I saw in that email. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage people, if you want to be plugged into the body, like, yep. Mm -hmm. yep. get that information to yep. you. To yeah. Yep. To yeah, that's good. Guys, let's jump into the chapter here okay. a little bit. Uh, Tim, you have one, I mean, I guess you'll be able to do it in chapter three in a little bit to recap what happened this week, next week, but how do you talk about false teaching in one sermon? What is it you leave on the cutting room floor? Oh, how do you yeah. how do you get people to leave with a, with the right sense of urgency towards this sort of thing? And also even the, the ability to recognize it, because it can be hard to even yeah. discern. Yeah, there's a lot there. I guess ultimately what I was hoping would come out of all of that was just the concept that, you know, in chapter one, Peter is wanting for us to be stable. And that wrong understanding, wrong belief is going to hinder that. And in this case, he's writing about individuals who are actively engaged at undermining that kind of stuff. We're not always affected like that, right? So I was trying to even say in the beginning, like, it, it, false teaching is is bad for us. And it doesn't matter whether someone's intentionally doing that or I inadvertently mm -hmm. speak something that's not true. Mm -hmm. That's going to be, a, that's why the word of God says, Hey, don't everybody want to be teacher here, right? Because right. there's an accountability for that. So that whole concept of um, what I am listening to, what I am learning, what I am embracing as truth is going to have an effect on my life. If it is in error, then I can expect that something ungodly is going to come as a result of that, mm -hmm. as opposed to 
tending more towards godliness, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> there's just, um, I'm not saying you should never listen to anybody who, you know, is not, you don't agree with, so to speak, right? Because right? right? some of that is just the challenge. And I'm also saying that you, you, you should sometimes listen to individuals that you believe, hey, that's, I don't agree with that, right? I don't believe that that's true. I do that sometimes to help me to understand what is it that they're saying? What are they looking for? I think there's danger in that if I am unstable and may be drawn by that. But if, like I said, and I'm sorry, you're probably just never going to ever convince me that Jesus is not the son of God. That's just probably not going to happen. Right. But you can convince me of some other things because mm -hmm. I'm not, I'll say, as grounded in that. Mm -hmm. um, so I could look at something like that and see people teaching that. And so why are they saying it? What is their argument? Mm -hmm. And how does that, well, wait a minute, here's what the word of God says. Here's what the word of God says. Here's mm -hmm. what the word of God says. So when I'm engaging with someone like that, I have a bit of wherewithal to address that, not in a fight, right? Mm -hmm. Servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all. So not in a fight, but in an awareness of where the struggle is going to be and how do I help that person wrestle with that themselves based on what the word of God says. Right. And then also for me to be more and more grounded in those truths so that it's not just, is he the son of God, but is he good? And I say that as an example, because I wrestled probably for about three years at a time in my life when I would have claimed God's not good. His word says that he's good, yeah. but his actions or what I perceived as his actions towards me, I concluded he's not good. He's a liar. Well, that's pretty audacious, wouldn't you say? Like, well, and I, well, but here's, <clears throat> here's my response to that. Define good for me, Tim. Like, well, what, how do you define the word good? And, and that's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All things you know? work together for good. So how do we define that? Right. Yeah. And this is all part of the wrestle. But the reality is, is that. God doesn't have a problem with defining good. He doesn't have a problem with being good. I have a problem with recognizing good, really, what yeah. was what's going on. And if you were to come to me in that time and say, well, Tim, yeah, you're right in this and this, and look at what this says, and pretty soon I could be really, like I spent three years of my life yeah. pretty much saying, God, you stay on your side of the universe and I'll stay on my side and then we're all like, well, as if I'm I got only, the... I'll just say, I only know to ask you that question because there were people in my life that's asked me that question at times. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Where right. I'm quoting that all things work together for good. Right. And they're like, well, who's... <laughs> right, right. Who's good? <laughs> who's good, Rose? Yeah. Like, basically, right. you know what I mean? Like, right. you're good, the good of your neighbor, right. or God's good, right? right? You know, so... Right. Only because I was challenged in those things right. do I yeah. need to ask that yeah. question. For sure. Um, I, I, I asked you before we started, just because I, I, of course, sat in the sermon, but I did not look at the notes you had shared with people. Because there was a nugget in your sermon F1 that I just felt like was really important. Because like Caleb's question, you asked it right off the gate. And it's the very first thing I jotted down on Saturday when I started listening to him is, well, how do we discern? Right. How yeah. do we how can we discern? Right. But there was this nugget. And basically, I think you answered that question. How do we discern? And there were three ways. And you said it's by knowing the word, by listening to the spirit yeah. and having impact on one another. Yeah. And I just wanted to bring that out today because I felt like that could have been slightly lost in some in in people. Yeah. People may not have caught that nugget. And I just think that's 
kind of the answer to mm-hmm. that question, Tim, and I'd love for you to expound on that if you have any like, you know. No, I think that's great. I, I count on you, Rose, to catch those things. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you think about that stuff. You don't, words don't just pass in your ear and head out the other side of it, right? They matter because they matter to you and well, they matter to me too as a teacher. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's a, um, I think it's a, it is a great question. I think that the answers that you're saying help us because all too often I, I'll, I'll say it about myself. There are times when I want to answer that question, how do I discern? And, and my asking of that is such that I want, resident within me, the ability to do all of that. Because ultimately what it begins to reveal to me is that somehow I think I'm protecting me from the false teaching. Right. right? And it goes back to what you said about at the beginning of your sermon. And I think both the sermons I listened to, you started your sermon with this way, which was that you basically started by saying, when we talk about false teachers, I want to turn off because I want to think that I'm smart enough to figure it out myself. But the third one that you mentioned, the, the, the need of the body, like we just, none of us are all that good, right? So even though we have the spirit of God within us, we might know the word of God. He is putting his elbow in our ribs saying, hey, that's, and, and it's, and it's kind of, you know, pestering my, my mind, like what's going on here? But then I have a fellow believer come along and, and challenge me. Sometimes God uses that fellow believer to bring it to that consciousness. Oh, that there's, that's it. Because now he has led you to say something that now his spirit drives home to my heart. And um, I begin to realize, oh, I, I, yeah, we are more of a proverbial frog in the boiling water than what we would like to think. We, mm-hmm. we think more highly of ourselves, I think, than what we ought to. And we, yeah, we can't <laughs> do it alone. Like, I, I, I'll, I'll yeah. find myself frustrated when I realize, wait a second, I think I've been believing a lie for the last little bit here. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple hours, maybe a couple of days or weeks, or I look yeah. at my life and go, I knew that. Right. Well, I didn't because I... Right. It, it gets so heady and redundant here to try to explain it. But if yeah. I don't realize it's a lie, I'm walking around thinking it's the truth. Right. And then it's my wife or it's a friend yeah. that says, hey, hey, what you just said, there's no way that's true. And then yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. And isn't the fact that Peter is writing this letter proof positive of what we're talking about? Uh-huh. Because he says, listen, guys, I know that you know them and are established <laughs> in the present truth, but I need to remind you why. Watch for it anyway. You see, somehow we we know intellectually this is not true, but practically we live a life as mm-hmm. if somehow I'm going to or should be attaining to that place where I don't actually need you to do that because right, I right. have it now resident within me. Mm-hmm. That's a fool's errand mm-hmm. and will always be a fool's errand. Um, I do have a question, a clarification question, Tim. And see, I get embarrassed to ask because maybe it's, maybe I'm just stupid. No, you are. Rose, <laughs> I you know, are not stupid. But, but I felt slightly confused by, like, you started, you started the sermon by saying that this is an unbeliever. Like, yeah, these false he, teachers. These false teachers are unbelievers. Yes. But it felt muddied to me by, like, um, there's this, like, I don't want to judge someone else's salvation. And so now I'm not right. only trying to discern the truth, but in a sense, I'm trying to discern, are you really a believer or not? Yeah. And, like, I felt, I felt slightly off balance by yeah. that. And I'm Good. wondering Great. if you have, you oh, have yeah. 
thoughts. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. 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 So, um, and again, we have three sermons and I don't always know which one I say what. In, yeah, right? exactly. And that's probably kind of where yeah. I'm coming from too. Cause I do know some things you said on Saturday, like for example, on Saturday you did say, um, it's been me. Like I, yeah, I've, right. I've been in a position, you, right. you admitted that you've been right. in a position where you've taught something, but mm. then later you grew and learned something new and right. you're looking back at what you taught and you're like, Oh man, right. maybe I didn't entirely teach the truth there. So that I think, and maybe that's what muddied it for me just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Like, so, so, okay. Big picture perspective. We yeah. have, um, teaching that is false. That's the subject matter teaching that is false. That can come from what is being labeled in Second Peter as from a false teacher. In Second Peter, that label is being applied to an unbeliever who's doing that, right? Mm-hmm. I was also trying to, in some of those anyways, indicate, look, just because our context is that, okay. and, and it's going to, I'll mention why that's important here in a minute, but, but let's, from a bigger perspective, perspective of the whole scripture, there is false teaching that is occurring from believers too within the scripture. So, and there's me as an example of that, right? So ultimately we want to be guarded in the sense of whatever is false, doesn't matter what the source is, that's going to have an impact on my stability that Peter is trying to encourage, right? Mm -hmm. But the reason it became a need to highlight that for us in second Peter is because there's several verses then that, that you're left with multiple options of interpretation and which one is going to be correct is going to be uh, affected. Yes, because he's going to say some things about them that if you're saying, okay, he's not talking about unbelievers, he's talking about believers here. Well, then they create huge ramifications because they go contrary to what the rest of scripture says. Okay, so they, they, they by interpreting that way, it creates theological problems with other Correct. places of Correct. scripture. So I'm not just doing that though, so that I don't have to deal with that. I'm trying to say throughout, as we go through it, look, here's a specific word here. Like the word destruction was being used, right? Perish was being used. The wages of unrighteousness. These are phrases or words that are being used that all form more and more of the context that helps us to conclude Ah, we're dealing because he doesn't come right out and say false teachers are unbelievers. This is what I'm. Ta-. He doesn't say that, so we have to we have to interpret and translate all of that right uh, accurately. So all of that context should be helpful to us to realize. Ah, that's who he's talking about. And then when you start going into some of those more problematic verses, they clean up. And they should, because obviously when we're talking together, I stay in context of what I'm talking about and you, and you interpret it properly, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is what Tim means by all of that stuff. But if all of a sudden I say something that's different than what you're thinking, now it's confusing. we got to clarify that. Well, we don't have the opportunity to ask Peter that. So Mm -hmm. we have to look into that. What's, what's he saying in the context of it that gives us, because um, the one that we were talking about there as an example this moves off of the false teacher being an unbeliever. But then there's also, who is he saying has escaped or is escaping? Like, who is he talking about there? Well, hopefully I was able to show starting off right away, even from verse one, that or from verse two, right? Like that those who are 
who are bringing blasphemy to the name of the Lord, it's because of their believers who are succumbing to that, right? So he's already warning us by verse 2 that that it's going to affect us as believers. And by the time we get down to, what is it, 18, 19, 20, right? I think it's 20 or something like that in there. That if we don't interpret that properly, look, there's like three different ways that you can conclude. You can say they're unbelievers, those who are escaping, meaning that they didn't quite escape, right? But you got to deal with the language then when you look at that. You can call them, uh, what did I say, the first one as unbelievers. You can call them new believers. And then again, you got to deal with the language of like, wait, they have the knowledge of the Lord and this is a full and complete knowledge. So how does that fit? Or you can look at them, and I think the context proves it out, that they are actually mature believers. But that changes, for me anyways, it changes because I am no longer an unbeliever and I'm no longer a brand new believer. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm the mature believer, but I know I'm not those two, right? So I am as susceptible as those he's warning about and dare not get into a place of thinking, as I have admitted at times, right, Mm -hmm. of... Oh, I've got all this down. I can handle this. No, 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 no. Listen, I I have friends who have walked with the Lord for 30 plus years and then decide they're going to turn their back on him for whatever reasons that there are. And next thing you know, they're headed down a path. I'm not trying to be a fear monger when I say that. I'm just saying the reality is, is that I'm susceptible to that stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's the answer? To shore myself up and to like grip my teeth? No, it's what Peter says. Here's what God says is true about me, right? And here are the things that I'm supposed to be, the verse was add to, but it's supply to, and it's with everything you've got kind of thing. Like pursue after mm-hmm. these things. Why? Because Peter says they help with that stability. So... I begin to trust God for that. And and like I appreciate I appreciate this conversation very much because I think sometimes um and I guess it's our human pride or our self-focus. We get in this um mode that we should already know everything yes. or somehow that yes. well I've been a believer yes. for 30 or 40 years and so admitting yes. to you sometimes that I'm learning something new about God when I yeah. I learn something new about God and I go Oh, I should have known that the whole time. Right. But that's not really the truth. The truth is no. that our sanctification process and our spiritual journey is a journey that we're a road that we're traveling. Right. And it, it would be so wouldn't it be so great if we could overcome that like self-centered pride that prevents us from sharing, hey, this is the new thing I've learned about God, right. because right. we're hopefully our whole lives we're always learning something yes. new about yeah. God and growing yep. him, you know. And again, I think Peter writing the letter itself says that. Very, why? He says, you, you know these things and are established in them, but I need to remind you of this, right? Because we always need that. And honestly, I think, again, this is part of the deceptive quality of the awfulness of our enemy, right? Like, like as if somehow there's supposed to be this expectation that I get all this and I don't need you all. I don't need to be in the word. I don't need the spirit of God and have a consciousness of that, not just a intellectual scent, but an actual, that is true. And therefore I'm going to start making choices or continue to make choices 
that are consistent with what will be helpful to me. Well, I think, I mean, <clears throat> part of that like comes from, I was, I was just sharing with my husband this morning. So in Mark, Carey's going to do this um, series in Daniel. We're all very excited about it around here, right? We're all talking about how yeah. excited we are about it. So in preparation for that series, I've been digging into the book of Daniel. So I've been listening to some old learning center classes from that were taught here at Fellowship Bible Church, but I also purchased a book um, it's 15 lessons in Daniel. So I've been reading through that book and I was just sharing with my husband this morning. It just continues to awe me about yeah. God, how I can be looking at two very, very good teachers and they can bring out two completely different yeah. entirely yeah. application and important nuggets from the same exact passages of right. scripture. And so there's just so much to learn. And so um, yeah. if we can just guard our hearts against that, mm -hmm. I have it all together and be in God's word and discerning right. and use the others around us to help us fully understand yeah. I, I'm all, I'm all for asking questions. I ask a lot of questions of my husband, who's a, a great Bible scholar. Shout out to Roger. <laughs> and and I mean, I'll come to Tim and I'll ask him. Quite, I'll ask Lucan's questions. Like I'm mm -hmm. all about asking questions yeah. about what mm -hmm. God is sharing with other people and what His Word really says in order to do these thing, to to discern yeah. Yeah. with the help of other people. Yeah. So. I'll just tell you this testimonial wise. <laughs> so I'm studying this right and. Um, I've read it, I don't even know how many times. Um, Have you taught it before, just out of curiosity? Uh, and you've taken classes on it, I'm sure. Like I, I don't I don't know. Okay. I don't I don't remember that, okay. I'll say it that way. But I'm studying through it and um, doing well, and I come to where it's talking about those who have escaped, right? Are we talking unbelievers, new believers, believers? Like what are we talking here? And so I start looking into some what other people have done on this, what they're teaching, uh, and someone would argue, and this is why because of this particular word. And every time I, I just it just wasn't sitting right with me. I couldn't just kind of land on it. So I called Mark. I called um, a couple different friends that I know of who are Bible teachers, and I'm like, hey, what, what, where are you guys at on this? I like talk to me, help me to understand. None of them helped me. Sorry to Mark, but <laughs> you know, like it just, it just, it's not that they didn't Try. say things. Yeah, it was just it, nothing was clicking. And I had been praying all week long, Lord, help me to see this because I am looking to communicate and want to do that clearly, right? There's a responsibility. And I'm just kind of, this is kind of a little weird, but I'm just looking at it on the screen and reading over it. And it was almost like, you know how sometimes when you've been looking at a picture and then all of a sudden you see the picture, that's what happened. It was like, and it just fit. Oh, those are believers and they are serious believers. And look at here in the context and, and I, what happened to me was the very things that I'm advocating. Let the context say, right, this is what it's talking about. What is it? How does that fit? So my, the first two, as an um, unbeliever or a new believer, I had issues that I had to, well, okay, if that's true, then what about this verse and this verse? And this? Now, how does that? Lord, what are you saying? And I went in and studied those from that perspective, mm -hmm. trying to make, if I could say it that yes. way, make those verses fit you can that. Say that. So it's all about, it's they weren't all about fitting. The, the grid with which you're reading, right? Correct. And I, I mean, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Tim, but I'm just thinking about like those, it goes back to those three things I 
Like you just right. did those three things. Exactly. You you asked other people. Yep. So you used other people. Yep. You were studying the word. Yep. You went to other people and yep. asked them to help you study the word. And then the Holy Spirit stepped in and helped yep. you see, right? Yep. And right. so I think that's why I go back to those three things I mentioned. Yep. I think those are key. Oh, first they are. And know. my wife will tell you, like I'm downstairs telling her, <laughs> blah, 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 like this, and she just, and I'm, I'm like, Let's call the whole church together right now. We're going to talk about this right now. Like we're ready to go, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just thrilling to be uh, engaging with the Word of God and letting the Spirit of God open our understanding. And whether it's in that moment like that happen, or whether it's through fellow believers mm -hmm. that He does it, but there it is. And it's like, okay, that makes sense, and that makes sense. And tell me where the where the argument is against that because it fits with what He's talking about if you rightly divide what he's saying. And there's so many things that I didn't have time to even like, okay, this particular word, remember he used that back here in chapter one and look at the rich. And so bring that in. That's the same thinking here. And there was just too much of that. So kind now of you're stuff. planning your learning center class on second Peter. <laughs> Are you preparing that at yeah, the same time? You could actually go back through and drop the plow deeper and just mm -hmm. wade through it. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's the fruit of, of a weekend mm -hmm. service. I think, I think that should be a takeaway. Yeah. I, there could have been more to that. Yeah. Like I think that's actually a healthy metric. There is more to right, it. Right, we we, we right. promise there's right. more to it. Yeah. Study it yeah. yourself. Learn how to study the Word of God I personally. Pers I personally learn better when I'm at left with questions that yeah. I need to go search yeah. and answer. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. going to learn it better than if you just told me. The yeah, answer. well, so and I so, yeah, and, sure. and remember, too, this is a letter that he's written that has one more chapter to it, which <laughs> became, a, again, it's like, okay, I'm teaching this chapter two, knowing mm -hmm. full well that there's chapter three, mm -hmm. and I there's some things that are going to get left because right. he doesn't cover them. Mm -hmm. like That's one thing I, I appreciate. Three. I was in F2, and you did say, <laughs> you basically were very quickly like, guys, there's no chapter div divisions Division. in the original yes. text, so this is right. all one thing. Like I remember growing up, anytime I heard a speaker say that, I was like, oh, so that's so cool. They're teaching us how to read our Bible. But I also think there's an element of they're expressing their own frustration with what do I communicate and what right. don't I? Right. Because when you say, this is not the start right. of a thought, We're right. doing one chapter at a time in the Bible is like, okay, Lord, how, how much of that do I recap? How much of this right. do I speak towards now? It's a yeah. balance, man. Right. It's and that, to me, again, is part of the value of wherever possible. I think it's good to take multiple uh, turns at reading through it in its mm -hmm. entirety. Yeah. There are some books of the Bible that are real long that you're going to do that. You're going to, uh, you know, have a lot of time right. behind that. But if you can afford that, like three chapters, come on, 20 minutes, right? I'm through mm -hmm. this, this whole thing. <clears throat> and the repetition, I do multiple versions of it. Mm -hmm. Just trying to get a feel for this is the whole idea here that Peter is trying to say. Yeah. Now the segments make more sense I to me. I think that's really important <clears throat> for passages. I'll just throw this as an aside. Like there are passages that we hear out of context all the time. Yes. So an example for <clears throat> me is always 1 Corinthians chapter 13, right? We hear that thing out of context all the time. But when we put that thing in context and we read yeah. in chapter 12 about the spiritual gifts that people can have, but then he said, he follows up, you could have the spiritual gift with, but if you speak in the tongues of men and angels and have not love, it's a loud yeah. and noisy gong, right? So right. when you start to read, take things that we hear all the time and stick them back in their context, I think it does breathe in them new life and a new understanding of them. Right. So I do think the right. like, 
that's why I, why I started by saying I feel like covering the letter really quickly is just a different tact than we usually take. And yeah. I think that there's a lot of value yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. Guys, I might cut it there. Okay. If you're cool with it. Tim, thanks for being here, buddy. You betcha. Yeah. One Rose, more week. You're awesome. One more week, second Peter, and then on to the Daniel. Should be yeah. good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Rose. Uh, for all our listeners and viewers, uh, remember that we love to hear from you. You can send over your thoughts, questions, or requests. Head over to fbcva.org slash podcasts and write us your notes and comments. I also just want to plug quickly our other Fellowship Bible Church podcasts, the Fellowship Family and Global Church uh, podcasts. You can find those on our YouTube page as well. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless. <laughs>